into every generation, a champion is born. One contestant in all the world. A chosen one. They alone will wield the strength and skill to fight the arcane knowledge and the torture of the hot seat to stop the spread of the ignorant and the swell of their number. They are the champion. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning as many points for the episode as they can. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. But before you can be my guest, you need to meet my guest, so everybody warm welcome to another one of our semi-finalists back for another chance at making it to the finals of this 2020 now into 21 tournament here at the beat my guest uh, podcast hey everybody it's john Presslide. hey aj doing pretty well how about yourself doing quite well indeed i'm uh, enjoying uh, getting on to the semifinals and uh, you know we're the where the scores can really change, uh, <laughs> we're having we're having a good time. We're going to have time. We're you know it's it's 2021 now. Uh, I feel like uh, the calendar has turned a page. I don't know about anything else, but the calendar has definitely turned a page. I don't know if you heard, but 2021 is going to be my year, AJ. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I'm 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 looking forward to that. Is, is, is no it jinx year? necessary. No, no. <laughs> I think I think so far it's going to be America's year, John. Well, I'm just biding my time. So, anyway, uh, 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 hey, anyway, John, uh, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about who you are? Uh, I mean, I remember you quite quite well, but some people might be uh, tuning in for the first time. And if you're tuning in for the first time, go back, listen to the 16 episodes of the qualifications. There's been a lot of fun. Who are you? What are you doing? What What's the story? Morning glory. Not- <laughs> my name is John Presloid. I live in Toledo, Ohio, and I'm a microbiologist. So right now I'm studying Lyme disease, doing a little bit of COVID work with an old lab of mine, doing some collaboration, and just doing my best to stay really busy over all this isolation and <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> it's It's been. It has been. But it's hopefully... Been yeah, hopefully these are little forays into the uh, hot seat. Um, you know, I know the heat doesn't actually destroy the virus. <laughs> we, we know all about that nonsense. But uh, you know, maybe maybe this this little half hour of trivia, forty minutes of trivia, will be the uh, the bleach injected into your system to make it all feel better. <laughs> Twice as much hot, four times as much seat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, sir. Well. As I've been telling people during the semifinal round uh, and letting people peer, peel uh, back the onion, peer behind the curtain, and uh, peek behind the envelope. I don't know. Uh, they changed the last letter of three words. I don't That's even know. That's a lot of metaphors. Sense. 
Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're going to start off as usual with the the set the other. Uh, later in the game, you're going to do the fungo, and you're going to have a guillotine question to wrap it all up. We all know how the drill on that. Those three questions were uh, pre-written and packaged together randomly into six semifinal packets, and I pilled one out and slapped it on the table, and we're going to go with that today for you. The other four questions in today's game are going to find their inspiration somewhere else, and we'll explain that in just a little bit. But let's get this party started. As always, we're going to kick things off with this, that, or the other. Here's how that works. I'm going to give John three categories. Then we're going to read off a list of ten items for each item that he can correctly place in the appropriate category. He will receive one uh, terrifically wonderful shiny point. However, John, you got to be careful. Because some items may, in fact, fit multiple categories, in which case you will only get your point. If you correctly state all of the categories into which that item fits. Now, two things I promise all of my contestants. Each item is going to fit at least one category. No shenanigans in that regard. And also, game theory is not going to help you out because these ten items are being pulled at random from a larger list of options. So just because one category might seem a little bit light and a little bit heavy, it could stay that way for the whole run of ten. I'm not making any promises uh, that it's going to even out. In fact, I'm promising that it might not. But it might. But it might not. But it might. Uh, <laughs> with all that in mind, are you, are you still ready to proceed? I'm nervous. I think I lucked out a little bit my first round with this round, so I'll see if I can keep it up. Chelsea, here is your this. Jean-Claude Van Damme films. Film starring one Jean-Claude Van Damme. Say that ten times fast. Uh, you're that. Justice League. Members of the Justice League. And your other... I know this is going to be a tough category. The other... Santa's Reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel like I mostly like these categories. I'm more of a Marvel follower than the Justice League, but I think I'm familiar with some of them at least. Well, we shall see. Uh, we shall see uh, how it goes. Uh, let's get to it. Van Damme Films, Justice League, Santa's Reindeer. One final note: I'm going to be reading these, but I will not be spelling them for you. For homophones are fair game in terms of multiple categories. So, with that in mind, item number one: Swamp Thing. Okay, Swamp Thing. I know was a movie, but I don't think it was a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. I think that was pre-JCVD. <laughs> so let's go with, I think it was based off a of comic book, so we'll go with Justice League. Justice League is your answer, and Justice League uh, is correct. Yeah, Swamp Thing, uh, there was a TV series uh, for Swamp Thing, and also a movie. But the movie was like back in the early 80s. And, uh, when there were barely movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we used to hold it up to the light and spin it really fast to watch it. <laughs> Made the Look, it's outside. dancing. <laughs> yeah. All right, item number two. Item two is Prancer. So Prancer is definitely a reindeer. I can't imagine that's a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. And that doesn't sound like a good superhero name, so let's just stick with the reindeer. Yes, the reindeer is correct. Well done. There was a uh, movie made of Prancer. It was about Prancer the Reindeer, uh, starring Sam Elliott and Cloris Leachman. So, I mean, you could have a gruff, uh, tough Was it actually there. about the reindeer? Yeah, yeah. That's insane. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, the 80s were quite the error, I'm telling you. Uh, two for two, though. And we're going to keep on moving on to number three on our list, Mr. Terrific. Okay, definitely not a reindeer. Uh, seems like that would be more of like a romantic comedy if it was a movie. I can't see that being a Van Damme movie. Uh, that could be just like kind of a generic random Justice League member. So let's go with that. Justice League. Uh, generic random Justice League member is correct, although, you know, it would not put it past for Jean-Claude Van Damme to star in something called Mr. Terrific, quite frankly. <laughs> as long as he gets to do the splits a lot, I'm sure he would be down. You know, I mean, there was wrestlers, the wrestler, Mr. Perfect, Paul Orndorff, uh, Mr. Wonderful, Mr. Kurt, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. These were wrestlers, so Mr. Terrific could be, uh, you know, a Belgian uh, waffle. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, three for three. We're doing good. Let's keep it going. Uh, item number four, Batman. Okay, not a reindeer. Definitely in the Justice League. Uh, as far as I know, Van Damme was not in the original Batman. So let's just stick with Justice League. Justice League. I mean, you do have the uh, the bastardized version of the Jingle Bell song where <laughs> Batman smells and Robin lays an egg, but... I mean, it doesn't really have anything more to do with Reindeer than that, I suppose. <laughs> Santa adjacent. <laughs> yeah, four for four, four for four. Let's keep it going here with item number five, Vixen. Ooh, this is where it gets interesting. So that's definitely a reindeer. Again, that doesn't seem like a Van Damme movie, but could that be a Justice League superhero? So if this was game theory, I would say something has to double up, and that would be a good bet to double up. But I'm going to go opposite, opposite, and say it's not doubling up, and we'll say it's just a reindeer. Just a reindeer is not correct, oh, because no. you should have gone opposite, opposite, opposite. <laughs> Dixon is indeed also a member of said Justice League. Uh, it was also an X-rated movie from 1968. When X-rated did not necessarily mean porn back then, but uh, it was an X-rated movie from 1968 uh, starring somebody by the name of Garth Pillsbury. <laughs> There might have been a lot of that going on, yeah. Yeah, cook it until you see it rise. Oh, my. Woo! Anywho. <laughs> hey, f first one wrong. That's okay. We're going to wash that off. Gonna... Yep. Fool me again, AJ. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Indeed. <laughs> shame, shame, shame. All right, item number six. Item six is Cyborg. Okay, so I'm pretty sure he was in the Justice League movie, but I only saw it once, and I don't remember a lot of it because, yeah. So I think he's in the Justice League, and it's not a reindeer, although it would be a cool reindeer. Ooh, was it a movie? I can't remember a movie called that, so let's just go with Justice League. Justice League is correct, but unfortunately, Jean-Claude oh, Van Damme no. also starred in a movie called Cyborg, where, get this, he played a... Wait for reindeer. it. <laughs> reindeer named Vixen, yeah. <laughs> uh, a cyborg. Oh, I'm sorry. Can't give you the points there, but we're going to keep on moving on to item number seven, Dancer. Okay, Dancer is another reindeer. Uh, now I'm just second-guessing all of my decisions. That doesn't sound like a Van Damme movie. In and... your head, <laughs> I'm in your head. <laughs> uh, I hope it's not a Justice League number, because that's a very lame superhero name. So let's just go with Reindeer. Uh, reindeer is correct. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them to actually shrink down a character and call him Tiny Dancer. But that's... <laughs> anyway. 
good job. Back on the positive uh, momentum here. Keep it going. Item number eight, replicant. Ugh. So it's not a reindeer. Yeah, I think we're pretty much <laughs> these three categories. I think we're going to know when it's not a reindeer. You never know. Oh, so that could I could see that fit in either one. Uh, it doesn't sound like a movie. Like, I know there's replicants, I think, in Blade Runner, but he's not in that. And also, it's not replicant. So let's go with uh, Justice League. Maybe it's like a clone of something. So we'll say Justice League. Sure, could be. Might be. Isn't. <laughs> uh, replicant starring Jean-Claude Van Damme, scientists create a genetic clone of a serial killer in order to help catch the killer himself. <laughs> that seem like a good idea. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme and Jean-Claude Van Damme, as you've never seen him before. It's like Face-Off uh, where he plays the same char- both characters. Yeah, pretty much. Oof. And may I say, oof. Item number nine, Bouncer. <laughs> so now, is there a Van Damme movie where he plays a bouncer and like he fights crime as a bouncer or something? And that could also be a Justice League like really lame superhero that's like elastic or bounces or something like Tigger. Uh, <laughs> that sounds just lame enough to be like a D level superhero. So I'm going to stick with Justice League. Yeah, you're going to stick with Justice League. I mean, you don't remember uh, on Dancer, on, on Prancer, on Bouncer, on Flouncer. Uh, uh, no, not a reindeer. And unfortunately, not a Justice League either. Oh, no. This this is from 2018, where Jean-Claude Van Damme, at the age of uh, 50, plays Lucas, a bouncer. <laughs> So apparently I should be writing Van Damme movies. Uh, it, it doesn't take much. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, your final, 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 final item here in this, that, or the other. Black Eagle. I don't even know anymore, AJ. Uh, <laughs> I could see that being a film. I could see that being Justice League. So if this is a Van Damme film... He's like some kind of retired Air Force vet or something. And Justice League, that could just be some superhero that flies. I don't, I don't know, has like a beak. <laughs> uh, I keep guessing these wrong. I'm going to go with a Van Damme film. <laughs> he guesses Justice League, gets it wrong. He guesses Justice League. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it, AJ. He says Van Damme film (laughs) and gets it right. Oh, finally. (laughs) Indeed. This is an early uh, classic from the uh, Van Damme oeuvre from 1988, where he uh, plays a CIA agent uh, outracing a KGB agent in the search of a super weapon, uh, starring the uh, legendary martial arts actor Sho Kazuki. I'm just uh-huh. glad I got back on the board there. <laughs> I am too, man. That was that was tough. That was, that was that was a battle of willpower, I think, more than anything else. Will he stick to it? Will he stick to it? I'm gonna break you. To throw the towel. Throw the towel. Uh, six points. No need to throw the towel. Six points is a very good start. Uh, you know, this is the semifinals. This is not going to be uh, yeah, hard uh, questions. It's walking the, all the points. The better. All the big points are yet to come. Indeed, indeed. And we're going to move along to those big points in just a moment. But as I said, this, that, and the other, fungo, guillotine, uh, those have been pre-written. But the the other four questions, I had a 
get some inspiration. So I've asked them all my hot seat residents here in the semifinals, rather than tell me a, a fact that they know, I asked them to come up with some five-letter word, any five-letter word they're choosing, which I would use for inspiration for the questions to come. John, why don't you give us a sneak peek at that five-letter word and perhaps uh, any rationale other than sheer whimsy as for why you picked it. So... My one of my favorite movies is Adam's Family Values, and if you haven't seen it, you should watch it because it's very funny. And one of the subplots is Wednesday and Pugly go off to a summer camp for rich kids. And one of the things you can always look forward to, and once the pandemic ends and the summer is here and people can actually see each other again and we can go outside, is a summer full of clean cabins, crafting with clay, and canoes, canoes, canoes. <laughs> <laughs> canoes, canoes. Remember, no canoe is a good canoe without Gary, a canoe. Uh, before your time. Anyway, <laughs> not even going to bother. You great Space Coaster fans out there know what I was going for there. Uh, all right, very good. We're going to use that canoe as inspiration. Uh, we, we've done that, constructed the questions for the next portion of our game, which has a name now, folks. Thank you, Carmela. Has a name now. John, it is time for the climb. That's right. Five questions where the points climb in value from one for question one all the way up to five for question five. Whether or not they also climb in difficulty along the way, well, that remains to be seen and is probably subject to whether or not they end up being in your wheelhouse. So there we have it. The climb is getting ready to get going here. First question will be worth one point. But before I get to them, I just want to offer up some advice for all the residents in my hot seat during the semifinal round and, you know, future shows as well. This is inspiration for the questions. Do not overthink it. Not every single question is going to call back to canoe. So don't overthink it. Do I ever overthink anything, AJ? Never, never. <laughs> at the same time, John, if you're struggling, you have no ins at all. You're sitting there going, I haven't the slightest idea what the idea is. Don't underthink it. I mean, think back to canoe. Maybe it'll give you help. Might not. It could just be a stream of consciousness from question one all the way down through. Uh, you know, every round's different. It's just what, what you know, you're a unique snowflake uh, who, uh, and not in the negative snowflake, just in the, you know, the uniqueness portion of it. You still want to sit in this hot seat? <laughs> I don't have a choice now. I'm in. I'm stuck. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Six points in the bank. Let's see if we can get you going here. Here is question one. John, in 1981, it was a very popular television commercial for Canoe Cologne for Men. And it featured a man on a boat raising up nautical signal flags in order to try and beckon a woman over to <clears throat> come aboard, as it were. Uh, now, according to the voiceover in this commercial, C stood for come on over. A stood for alone. N, now. O, okay. What did the E stand for? <laughs> That's quality voiceover work, AJ. Hmm. So it could be it's probably not everyone. Maybe if it was a 70s commercial, it would be everyone. Let's see. Enough. Easy. No, not, probably not easy. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on over now. Come over alone now. <laughs> this is boning very poorly already. <laughs> Come over alone now. Okay, I don't know if I'm going to get any better options. Let's just go with 
Uh, enjoy. Come on over now. Come over. Come on. Come over alone now. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> this is 1981, folks. Oh jeez. Oh yeah. Enjoy. Let's just lock in. Enjoy. Enjoy. Uh, yeah. No, it was uh, it was uh, Montgomery Burns. He went eggs. <laughs> 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 no, that's not what happened. Uh, although, wouldn't have put it past it. Uh, no, I mean, enjoy sounds wonderful. Uh, unfortunately, not the correct answer. This commercial, man, I remember this commercial. <laughs> I actually, I actually didn't remember the the commercial, but I totally remember that there were commercials for canoe cologne because a lot of the the commercials were just canoe 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 canoe. <laughs> I was just like, what? I had no idea what they were talking about. Uh, Excuse me, I'm eight. I don't know what cologne is, <laughs> but actually, Something to do with canoes apparently. Apparently, <laughs> E was, of course, what would happen next after she got in her rowboat and rowboated over into his big uh, giant yacht uh, to play with his dinghy. The canoe message. It's spelled C. Come on over. A. Alone. Etc. Canoe. The man's cologne from Dana. Wear it. She'll get the message. Oh. C A N O E. Canoe, canoe. What? <laughs> hey, they had to keep it somewhat PG. I mean, she was coming over to come aboard. Etc. Uh, Etc. Et Cannot give you the point, but that's okay. I like to have fun with the one pointers in the semifinals because it's only one point, so you really oh, can't yeah, get too bad at me. This is a lot of fun, AJ. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the climb continues. The climb continues. Luckily, uh, the altitude's still not too high here. We can we can get you right back up. I can see it. I'm going to get those points. Two points on the table. <laughs> here is your mm, two point question. Author James Dickey was upset. That parts of his screenplay had been rewritten by the director without consulting him. So he got drunk. Some might say he was always drunk, but he got drunk and confronted the director on set. When the dust settled after the little duel, the director had a broken nose and was missing four teeth. But eventually, Dickie sobered up and apologized and even got to appear in one scene in the film as a sheriff. What movie is this a verbal history of? <laughs> Uh, canoes. <laughs> okay, so I'm assuming this would have to be something like on the water, like on like canoe related somehow, because James Dickey isn't really anything canoey, and there was no director's name, right? Uh, I did not give the director's name. So the director is probably a big clue if I knew any much about directors or movies in general. So he showed up as a sheriff. So what movie would have a sheriff? Only like I think of was Blazing Saddles. But I can't imagine someone getting into a fist fight with Mel Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe if it's a sheriff, it's like an old western. So I don't know if this is a western, but it has the word canoe. So let's say tip a canoe. Tip a canoe. You want to throw Tyler in too? <laughs> <laughs> 
If you want Tyler, you got to pay extra. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Alone, now. <laughs> Send Tyler. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm sorry. It is not Tip of Canoe. Uh, Canoe definitely had something to do with this. Uh, there were a lot of clues as to the identity of this film uh, within the question there. Uh, not the least of which was, of course, it does involve a canoe. Uh, vol- I said a little duel. So duel is important. Uh, I said that he ended up missing four teeth. Characters missing teeth, probably important as well. Uh, sheriff? Yeah, there was a sheriff at the end of the film. Uh, the director in question was John Borman. Uh, the duel kind of refers to dueling banjos, and the name of this film is Deliverance. Yeah, I never would have gotten there. You're a classic canoe yes. uh, cautionary tale. It all makes sense in retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I, I don't hear you squealing in delight. <laughs> I think that's a good thing. <laughs> Perhaps if I put on some canoe. Etc., etc. <laughs> there you go. All right, you know what? You're stuck on six. But you know what? We're here at base camp, the three-pointer. Get to recharge our batteries and tackle the fungo. Fungo you... has been good to me in the past. And I, I think it may be good to you again. Fungo is a, a favorite of the this show. Uh, it is three disparate clues, all pointing towards the same singular answer. All I need for you is to tell me that answer, and you'll get points. If you can do it on one clue, those points will total three. If you need two clues to do it, two points. And if you need all three clues, then you're still going to get one point, and that's not a bad thing, because the alternative is three strikes, you're out, and zero points, and well, we've had enough zeros for one day, (laughs) if you ask me. Uh, Of course, we've got three clues, and I have arranged it so that one of them will give you a really decent shot at guessing it in one, one of maybe 50-50, and one of them, if you get in one, more power to you. And I've mixed them up and placed them in columns A, B, C randomly. Uh, I'm not going to pick for you. You're going to pick for you. So A, B, or C for your first clue. Well, my picking has not been very good today, but let's stick with C for canoe. <laughs> C for canoe. <laughs> and Tyler, too. All right, your clue for three points. Little's adopted name. Little's adopted name. Little's adopted name. So it's probably someone named Little. The only one I can think of is Rich Little. I don't know if he has like an adopted name. Is he like he's the guy that does impressions, I think. So I think his nickname is the Man of a Thousand Faces, but that doesn't make sense as a fun go answer. But I can't think of any other Little's. Yeah, Man with a thousand, man of a thousand faces. Man of a thousand faces is not correct. But we're going to move on to another clue here, and that might help you out. Uh, a or B? <laughs> a for canoe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I'm just letting you know if you happen to miss this one, I'm not giving you clue N. That's not how this works. <laughs> Rating for a video nasty. Rating for a video nasty. Ugh. Rating for a video nasty. Probably be more helpful if I knew what a video nasty was. A video nasty. So this could be, hmm, could it be like a movie rating. So if it was like a nasty movie, that would be like rated X or rated R. And <laughs> there's a little Nas X. So let's go with Nas X. <laughs> Nas X is your answer. <laughs> Uh, no, can't give you a Nas X there. It is not correct. So we're going to move on to our final clue for a potential one point. That'd be clue B for those of you playing along at home. It's not Kaboo. Uh, <laughs> clue B. 
Henrietta's neighbor. Uh, so Henrietta, I think, is like a chicken or a cow or some kind of farm animal. Oh, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John? <laughs> so if it's some kind of farm animal, it's probably like the name of another animal. Little's adopted name. Writing for a video nasty. Henrietta's neighbor. I cannot think of any way to tie these together. I can't even focus on, on what Henrietta is. <laughs> oh, dear. Let's see. Yeah, this is looking ugly so far. Don't know. God, and I'm even blanking on thinking of like a famous animal. So I want to say Henrietta was a chicken. Oh, maybe like Chicken Little? This is probably so very wrong. Let's say chicken. <laughs> chicken is your answer. I can see how you got there. Why, you know, if you just blurted out chicken, I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? But I can see how you got there. Unfortunately, no. No. And you're going to be kicking yourself, I think, when all is said and done here. Uh, so Henrietta, in this case, is uh, referring to Henrietta Pussycat, who lives in uh, the land of maple leaves on, on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. I never watched that. Yeah, and in a tree. Well, you know, they made movies about them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> never watched that either. <laughs> uh, but uh, Henrietta's neighbor was an owl. He's a very regal, very regal owl. Uh, and basically, his name was his regnal number, and uh, he was uh, just X. X <sighs> the owl. Oh, no. Malcolm Little changed his name oh, to Malcolm. Malcolm. Oh. X. And you know you had it, yeah. A video nasty is a term in the UK for films that are uh, they kind of cut corners. They're either like really, really violent or really, really exploitive or whatever, and they kind of go around the rating system there. And it'd be the equivalent in the United States of what the, the X rating was for uh, back in the day. Even though technically that's not the rating. Well, you know, you stretch it a little bit there. But you said X. Then you went Nas X for some unknown reason. Uh. <laughs> No, no, just no. an X. You would have had two points. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that just means the easy questions are coming up now, right? Exactly. I mean, you know. <laughs> just like Santa's reindeer. <laughs> Plymouth Rock landed on you. <laughs> what happened there? All right, you know what? Shake it off. Put it behind you. you, you you've been relaxing. You, you got your full store of oxygen as we head up to the higher climbs here. <laughs> higher altitude. Um, two questions left. Plenty of opportunity for points. Plenty of points still out there to be had. Let's just keep moving because if we stop, we'll just freeze to death. So we don't want that to happen. Here is your four-pointer for four points. If you get it right, four-point question. Here's four, four, for you is four. And here we go. From 2007 through 2017, he never played fewer than 150 games in any season. Since then, however, this one-time MVP of the World Baseball Classic has been suspended for 242 games due to his use of Lasix and anabolic steroids. Who is he? Okay, so it's obviously a baseball player. 150 games, so it's not a pitcher. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't pay any attention to the World Baseball Classic, so I don't really have any ins there. So now I'm just trying to think of baseball players that have been suspended a lot recently. And I feel like, uh, why couldn't this be 
a different sport. <laughs> <laughs> because because I I knew that you were getting this question and I didn't really want to write a tennis question. <laughs> <laughs> That's just mean. Okay, so see if maybe there's nothing in the wording of the question that brings back canoe. So maybe the canoe is somehow Oh. Okay. Now that this is in my head, there's no way I cannot guess it. So maybe it's not canoe, but cano, and it's Robinson Cano. And this this is either right or it's like the cruelest like trick answer that you're like purposely forced out of <laughs> There's no way I can't answer this now, so I'm going with Cano. You know, it's kinda <laughs> like that bell. Yeah, I got you. Once you once once you ring it, you can't unring it and you were never gonna answer anything else. And uh like I said, sometimes thinking back to the word and figuring out where I got this inspiration from can help you out a lot. This is a baseball player who played for the Seattle Mariners for a large portion of his career, also played for the Yankees, and signed a huge deal traded to the Mets for like he was due to make twenty three million dollars this year, but couldn't not take the steroids and this second baseman may not play again and we are talking about yes, Robinson dropped the E Cano. Oh our long national nightmare is over, AJ. I'm well back on the board. Done you know <laughs> if there's no clues in the question <laughs> It's gotta be some there's got to be it in somewhere. Ah, yes, and being a Mets fan, the less we speak of this, the better. <laughs> you just got Lindor. You're fine. Uh, <laughs> and Carrasco. We'll, 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 we, we should be okay. Yeah, But that's okay, because our salary will be like a million dollars total next year, so we're the real winners. <laughs> <laughs> we're the real heroes. Our football team won one playoff game in 25 years. Don't get me started. <laughs> the Browns-Chiefs game is still fresh. <laughs> How come when the other teams cause the star quarterback to leave for a concussion, they win? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, look. Four points added to the six. You're a double digit. You're a ten. I feel no pity for you whatsoever. And we are going to move on <laughs> to question five, our highest scoring question of the game, if you get it right, of course. And that is... Ready for you to enter right now. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Watch this segue here. Uh-oh. From Robinson Cano to Robinson Caruso. (laughs) In the book by Daniel Defoe, chapter 16 is titled, I Make Myself a Canoe. True story. Uh, Robinson Caruso in this chapter tries to make himself some sort of transportation but he makes one key design flaw in the process. So what material specifically did he use to make his first canoe, and what was his design flaw? (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, so he's making a canoe, so that's obviously the tie-in, so that's not going to be any help. I guess the the first question I would ask is, have you heard of the book? And have you read the book? <laughs> I've heard of the book. I have not read the book. Right, well, there you go. So I know he was like stranded on an island. It's a whole chapter about making a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> chapter 16. <laughs> okay, so let's see. So what could be a design flaw? So my canoe construction knowledge just consists of it's basically a block of wood with a hole in it that you can sit in. 
So my guess would be, so you're asking what he constructed it out of. So that's probably related to the design flaw. So um, my guess would be it's either like the wrong type of wood or like it was wood that had holes in it or something. So it leaked. But then what does that mean? Okay, so if it's on a desert island, it's probably, if it's wood, it's like a palm tree. Or I know like balsa is like a tropical wood. And if it's balsa, it would be really light, but then when he sat in it, it would probably sink. So maybe that's it. Maybe he bit it out of balsa, and then when he actually sat in it, it was too heavy and sank. I'm going to go with that, because I don't know that I'm going to be able to deduce anything better. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, certainly, uh, I, I think if you took your answer... Oh, no. <laughs> ...and called it heads, <laughs> then the correct answer... We would call tails. Uh, exactly, exactly the 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 opposite. He had watched uh, some natives crafting and 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 creating their canoes, and and so he decided to copy it. So he uh, got some cedar and made the canoe out of cedar, and it was too heavy for him to pick up or move to the water. So he just sat there on on dry land. <laughs> I hate this game, AJ. <laughs> So rather than he was too heavy and it broke, it was too heavy and he couldn't move it. You have, you so have I feel admit, like that is that is a design flaw. That's quite the design flaw. This whole game is a design flaw for me. You're out of order, everyone. Much like the Browns, I'm sitting on ten points, and I feel like I had a real shot at like twenty. And the funny thing is, you know, you you'd come to the hot seat with, with 16 different first-round picks, and <laughs> none of them panned out for you. All quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, in the name of Todd Philcox, we're moving on. <laughs> John, 10 points, it, it's a good score. It's, it's a good score. Whether or not it's good enough to make it to the top two positions, well, that remains to be seen. I mean, we don't know. We, we don't know. It could be, but you're not done. That might not be your final score, because, John, we still have the guillotine. John, one final question is before you, and only one answer is required. If you get it right, you know what happens. You double your score, and I will happily turn that 10 right into a 20. Of course, if you get it wrong, no harm, no foul. We're going to stay on that 10, and we're going to hope that it can hold up for the rest of the semifinals and uh, earn your spot in the finals. However, if by some reason you either give an answer that completely misses the mark and doesn't fit the question at all, in other words, don't sandbag this sucker, or what is more likely to happen if it's going to happen, if you give me the wrong answer that I have pre-selected as being the guillotine answer, then it's off with your head, and your score gets chopped in half, and that 10 turns into a 5 real fast. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, at the rate this day's going. <laughs> I won't be the first headless contestant, so... <laughs> you, uh, you didn't have to give blood this morning or anything, right? Because <laughs> you might be giving blood now. All right, here is your question, sir. Good luck. Law and order ran from 1990 through 2010. Ching, ching. Who appeared in the most episodes of the show over the course of its 20 year run two decades oh my goodness two full decades 
what actor, and the actor is a non-gendered word here, what actor appeared in the most episodes of the show? Oof. So I'm definitely a lot more familiar with uh, SVU version of Law and Order. King King. Yes. <laughs> so running back through my head, I can't even remember for sure if I've seen the OG Law and Order before. I feel, wow. yeah, because I all the names that keep popping up, it's like, no, that's SVU. And I'm like, oh, it's this person. I'm like, that person is also SVU. <laughs> and this is not an age thing because it ran to 2010. So. <laughs> oh, no, it was totally on. I just never watched it. Okay, so Mariska Hargitay, Christopher Maloney, Ice-T, that's all SVU. I'm pretty sure Jerry Orbach was also SVU. I'm Angie Harmon is popping in my head, but I don't know if she was actually on Law & Order. I feel like she was on one of those shows-ish back around that time-ish period. Ish. <laughs> Everything just blurs together. Time is a flat circle <laughs> when it comes to Law & Order. So I don't think it's going to come to me. So I guess I'll just go with Angie Harmon and take my beating. Okay. <laughs> Angie Harmon is your answer. Well, I've got preliminary good news for you. It, it is a valid answer. So you will not be uh, chopped for giving me something that makes no sense. Beheaded. Yeah, exactly. It's a valid answer. I probably would have given it to you if you had guessed someone on SVU that wasn't like one of the main people. But, you know, if you, if you could choose that. <laughs> but uh, we're talking about it. Uh, Angie Harmon? Definitely has, was, was at one time a, a regular on Law & Order. The question is, of course, is it enough? Well, I'm just going to rip this Band-Aid off. <laughs> <laughs> Not the one holding my neck together, I hope. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eddie Harmon did appear for multiple seasons, which amounted to 72 episodes. Oh, now the sh- right. Yeah, the show uh, actually <laughs> ran uh, 456 episodes. <laughs> They went through a lot of cast members. There was a, it was a revolving door of things. But the three certainly stood out above the rest. In second place, long-time, uh, long-time district attorney on the show and purveyor of old people's insurance and medications, uh, Sam Waterston. Sam Waterston. Oh, yeah, he was on that. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, he was. In fact, he was on 368 episodes of the damn wow. show. Wow. Uh, he Pretty much, he came in. Uh, he came in a few seasons in and stayed on all the way through. And he uh, was in second. Wow. He was in second. Yeah. Uh, in third place, and our guillotine answer. I mean, I'm glad you didn't default to this because your head was about to roll there. Oh no! <laughs> I almost said that too. <laughs> that would be Dirty Dancing Daddy himself, Jerry Orbach, who would probably have had a really slick one-liner while you was a. <laughs> But it looks like he lost his head. Was he yeah. on SVU too? Uh, he might have done a few crossover episodes, but he okay. was not a regular. Or it's all just blurring together in my head. Yeah, no, there was a ton of. <laughs> there was a stretch where there were almost uh, monthly episodes like, uh, that started night. on Law and Order and finished on SVU. So yeah, crossover was was a thing. Especially when uh, when they would do like a theme night and like there'd be a hurricane on every show or something, or there'd be a blackout on every show. Crossover was 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 strong with them, uh, so Jerry Orbach guillotine. Anyone who said Jerry Orbach, choppy choppy choppy. Uh, but the number one answer is someone who appeared in 391 out of the 456 episodes. Uh, 389 of those were as the same character. Two of them 
whereas different characters who she portrayed before they turned her into a series regular and a series fixture, that would, of course, be Lieutenant Anita Van Buren as uh, is the character, and the actress's name is S. Epatha Murkison. S. Epatha Murkison, who is known for being the person who's been on Law & Order for 20 years. <laughs> I never would have gotten there. Well, you see, that makes, that's what makes it a hard question, but, you know, uh, as for you, you want to say Mariska Hargitay, I think you'd probably be right uh, on that one. I want to look that up just, just to be sure, but I'm pretty sure that that would... Wow, 502 episodes. Oh, my. Wow. How long? So that's been on like 20-something years, right? It's been more. Yeah, it's been on longer. It's the longest wow. running show of all time. Uh, longest running scripted show of all time is, is this. Uh, yeah, Mariska Hargitay, 484 episodes. She took a few off for like maternity leaves and things like that. But uh, yeah, Ice T, 462. Christopher Maloney, only 272 because he actually left the show a number of years ago. But uh, he's coming back, I believe, for this upcoming season, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> the reunion. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Uh, John! 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 Unfortunately, John, that... Uh, uh... You know, it's... Just the way it is. The uh, yeah, uh, you have been eliminated. Uh, you are the weakest link. Goodbye, and all those uh, tip back your nice and go. I don't know. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say before you leave the hot seat? That you know the floor is 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 not bloody, which is which is always a positive. Uh, but it is yours for at least the next few moments. Uh, Whenever you're listening to this, I'm sure we're still knee deep in the COVID pandemic. Hopefully. Vaccines are starting to come out where you're at. You know, look up. You're getting your vaccine. You know, keep it up and. Let's be done with this soon, please. <laughs> Keep it up. Come on over alone. Etc. <laughs> Etc. <cetera>, et <laughs> Hop in oh, my dear. canoe. Oh, <laughs> uh, John, always a pleasure to have you here. We'll have you back again sometime down the road. Yes. You may leave the hot seat. For those of you who want to get in touch with me and uh, harangue me over some of my choices in life, I mean, in this podcast, uh, at BMG Pod on Twitter is where you can find me. Also, you can join our community, uh, The Fans Hot Seat, on Facebook. Beat My Guest, The Fans Hot Seat, is where the community lives. And Patreon.com slash Beat My Guest to support the cause if you want to do that. We ain't going to say no to that. That's it for this week. We're going to be back next week with a whole brand new semifinal episode. Until then, everyone, though, take care and bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Did you beat our guest or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Twitter at BMGPod. And if you like what you've heard, spread the word. This has absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production.